You are listening to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Guido's, The Bike Shop, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, and the Alaska Club. Now, here are your hosts of AST, Keaton Homer and Isaiah Freeman. Welcome, everyone, to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Instant reaction for Saturday, the 30th of December. This is the last podcast that we will have in the year 2023. So all of you who are listening, Happy New Year. Those of you who are listening in later days, again, Happy New Year to you as well. Um, Boy, we got a great last podcast for you for 2023. Some instant reaction to the Capital City Classic going on in Juneau, as well as the Mountain City Basketball Invitational over at Mountain City on Northern Lights in Anchorage. We're going to start with the Capital City Classic. We had a slate of four games this morning, so we're going to report on those real quick. Haynes played East Anchorage this morning, or this afternoon, excuse me, at 1 o'clock. Haynes ended up beating East Anchorage. Uh, 2A school beating the 4A school. They're going to party in Haynes tonight. The girls ended up, the Haynes Glacier Bear girls beat East, the Betty Davis East Anchorage Thunderbirds 42-39. East had a few opportunities because uh, Haynes was missing some free throws towards the end, but uh, they turned it over and Haynes capitalized there towards the end. It was a two-point game. They ended up making it a three-point game with a free throw that they made. In the last, I believe it was 20 seconds, and Haynes ended up pulling out the victory. Congratulations to the Haynes Glacier Bears. They don't get to play 4A opponents that often, uh, but they did, and they ended up winning to start off the Capital City Classic today, the 30th, uh, over the first game of the day. Next game, Eagle River squared off against Auburn Mountain View Boys, and Auburn Mountain View Boys are tough. They're very, very tough. Uh, They won 81-27. They uh, stifled Eagle River with their defense. Eagle River tried, but Auburn Mountain View was just, they were just too much for Eagle River. They'd been playing for a little while, Eagle Rivers, in the first games of their year. So it was uh, was a tough matchup for Eagle River. Auburn Mountain View's press and man-to-man was just really stifling there for a while. Auburn Mountain View built the lead, and Eagle River just couldn't do anything to dent, uh, put a dent in that lead. In the nightcap, the winner of these next two games, Albuquerque versus Juno for the boys and girls. This was kind of the de facto championship games. Albuquerque, Albuquerque girls ended up beating Juno Douglas girls 49-39 in what was a pretty close game for a while. The Albuquerque girls pulled away a little bit more in the second half, built that lead up, and Juno girls, they were trying to do some fouling there towards the end to try and make some pressure on Albuquerque and free throws, and Albuquerque made free throws, and it was tough for the Juno girls to to break into that lead. So the Albuquerque-New Mexico team for the girls is the Capital City Classic girls champion, so congratulations to them. In the nightcap, Now, I can't say that I watched all this part of this game because at the same time I was over at Mountain City, so it was hard to be watching the stream as well as the games that were going on in Mountain City and all that kind of stuff. So I do have a report for you. It was a double overtime game. 
double overtime with Albuquerque versus Juno boys. And Albuquerque ended up pulling out the victory 80 to 73. Now, the interesting thing about this game is when you look at the fourth quarter, Juno had the lead in the fourth quarter there towards the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, let's look here for a second. It was 54-51 Juno. Juno ended up taking a 54-51 lead on Albuquerque after number 15 for Albuquerque, Isaiah Milando, ended up fouling. They make the free throws. And, well, they make one of the free throws, and so it's 51-55 midway through, or not midway through, but late into the fourth quarter. Next possession, Albuquerque hits a three-pointer to cut the lead to one. So Juno's up 55-54. It's under a minute in the fourth quarter, and Albuquerque fouls Juno. Juno does not make the free throws. Oh, excuse me. They don't make the free throws first. Then there is another one, another foul on Albuquerque, number 15, Isaiah Milando again. Uh, the previous foul would have been on number 45 for Albuquerque. Juno capitalizes. They make a free throw. So right now, late in the fourth quarter, it is 57-54. Albuquer Juno, excuse me, is up three. It's under a minute. Then all of a sudden, as close to the buzzer expiring, Albuquerque makes a three-point field goal to tie it up 57-57. And that is the end of the fourth quarter. So Juno had the lead but was not able to hold it. The end of regulation, 57 all. It was pretty even, obviously, in overtime. Juno had taken the lead, and then Albuquerque gets it back. Juno takes the lead. Albuquerque gets it back. It was pretty much a one point, two points the whole time in the first overtime. It finished in the first overtime 64-64. Now in the second overtime, Juno takes the lead at the start of the second overtime, 66-64. And again, they had the lead for most of the second overtime, two minutes to go. They were still up two. Then things start to change a little bit. Albuquerque makes a two-point field goal. It's 68-68. Then there's a free throw. They make it, so now they're up one. Then after they are up one, then this is when it starts to turn a little bit more towards Albuquerque, and Juno was not able to capitalize and end up winning this game. Albuquerque ends up 72-68 after a three-point field goal. <sighs> Excuse me. It ends up being a score correction. It was 71-68, so it is a three-point game. They make a, a couple free throws. It is now 74-68 with under a minute left in the game. Now, this is when... Because of the streaming with the NFHS network, unfortunately, the stream went out where it was timed out. However, I was able to glean some information off of some sources. And what ends up happening is in late in the second overtime and under a minute, Juno is fouling to try and get extra possessions. But as they're doing that, Albuquerque is making free throws. 
And when you make free throws down the stretch, especially, especially in the fourth quarter and in overtime, and you're ahead, it can really make that score a little bit more lopsided because they're making free throws. And so it finished. It was 70, it was 76, 70, 76, 68 for a while. Then it was 77, 70. And it ended up finishing 80 to 73. Albuquerque wins in double overtime over Juno to take the Capital City Classic Championship for the boys. So Albuquerque, New Mexico, boys and girls, congratulations. You ended up winning the Capital City Classic for 2023. Great job. That game was fun to watch. The parts that I was able to watch and write down and take some notes, it was a good time to watch. It was really fun. If you'd like to see a good game and you've got some time and have it on in the background, especially over the new year in between football games, put it on the NFHS network. It was it was entertaining to watch. So Albuquerque takes the first place for the Capital City Classic for both boys and girls. Now let's switch over to the other tournament that was uh, finishing up today, the last one of the four that we've been talking about in these Instant Reaction podcasts was the Mountain City Basketball Invitational over at Mountain City. We'll start on the girls' side. Boy, there's a lot of games during the girls' bracket, obviously. They also they had a boys' and a girls' bracket going on for varsity, but Mountain City also had a JV tournament going on at the same time in one of the smaller gyms. And it was great to see the JV teams going in and out and getting an opportunity to play in a, in a really prestigious tournament like the Mountain City Basketball Invitational. So there's a, a whole JV section that I didn't report on, but it was great to see that. And they're coming over and supporting some of their teams that are playing, their varsity teams that are playing in the other big gym. So we'll pick it up in the morning for the girls. Kenai and Kotzebue played. Kotzebue ended up winning that 62-38. In the 4-6 game, South Anchorage played Soldatna. And South Anchorage Wolverines ended up winning 45-25. Then in the third place game, we had West Valley playing Tikiak. And West Valley ended up winning 92-55. My watching that game, Tikiak had played Mountain City Christian Academy the night before. They were tired. They had given all they could for that game against Mountain City. They really wanted to win that game, obviously, but their players were tired. They they had they had given their all in that game the day before, and you could tell a little bit that they were they were a little gassed. So West Valley girls ended up winning 92-55. Then in the championship game, Barrow, 3A squad. I really believe that those Barrow girls are on a collision course with Grace Christian girls in what I would think is going to be a 3A state championship match or a semifinal match, but they're they're on their way. They're, They're on kind of this collision course. Barrow, Mountain City Christian Academy in front of a packed gym tonight starting at about 6.15. Mountain City and Mountain City and Barrow that first quarter were pretty even. And then by the middle of the second quarter, things started to escalate and Mountain City's press and the relentless pressure 
just in a half-court man-to-man defense that they are really good at. They are very good at that. They ended up winning 92-55. Mountain City just was – they only have seven players on the bench that are playing. They only dressed seven. And those seven have played together. They've practiced together, obviously. They really can see and read each other quite well. They share the ball. They are going to be – I know they lost Sylvia Sellers to University of Washington. She graduated. Everyone talks about – everyone last year, including myself, talked about her and all that kind of stuff. And she was worth all those accolades. She's incredible. And she's doing wonderful things over at the University of Washington. But don't sleep on those other players that were there. Number 10, I believe that's uh, um, Alex is her last name. I mentioned her last last podcast. She's a handful. She plays really good defense. She is the stir. She is the, the stir that stirs the drink. I messed that whole thing up. But I think you get what I'm saying. She makes that thing go. And number 23 for Mountain City, she's hitting threes. And when number three is hitting three, when those three are playing really well, everybody else's game is elevated, and they are a handful. When Mountain City plays Wasilla and when Mountain City plays Colony in the Northern Lights Conference this year, those are must-see games. Must-see games. We will have action and summaries for you when those happen because those are going to be fun to watch. So Mountain City Christian Academy girls, congratulations. You ended up winning your tournament, Mountain City Basketball. Let's try that again. Mountain City Basketball Invitational for 2023. Congratulations on that win. I know that this is the first tournament for uh, Lexi, the head coach, and great job, coach. You did a wonderful job with those girls. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with again this year in 2023-2024. Congratulations. Now let's move on to the boys. Boys bracket. Start things out in the morning. Kenai played Tikiak. Kenai ended up winning a, a close game, 73-67. Then for the 4-6 game, Service JV ended up playing Kotzebue. And again, Service JV, like I said in a previous podcast, when teams back out of a tournament, they try and fill them with a a JV team locally because they have some games to give usually, especially in a tournament where you need three. It's harder for other teams to do that because they don't have as many games to – they don't have enough games to fill. They don't have enough available. Service JV might have been the best JV team you could have gotten for that because they ended up beating Kotzebue 73-64. That service JV team is going to be a handful for JV squads in the tournament. If that JV team, if service JV team would have been in the JV tournament that was happening at Mountain City, I'm pretty sure they would have won that whole thing. They are a tough, tough squad. And I'm sure some of those players by the end of the year you might see some of those players on the varsity bench because they've played their way there because they are a tough, tough squad. That was the 4-6 game. Now for the 3-5 game, I apologize. I do not have a final score for this game, um, but Barrow ended up winning against Delta. It was close for a while. The first quarter, second quarter at the halftime, the score, basically it stayed within – 
four to five points. I think the biggest lead at one point in the first half was seven with uh, Barrow uh, ahead, and then Delta would crawl back, and it was even. Delta took a lead a little bit into the second quarter, uh, in the second quarter for a few time for a few minutes, but ultimately Barrow and their players were a little bit too much for Delta. Delta turned the ball over a little bit too much. And when you turn the ball over against a team that can score like Barrow can score, that ended up causing some problems for Delta. So Barrow ended up winning that. And I believe the final spread was about 15. So again, I apologize. I don't have a final score on that one for you, but Barrow ended up beating Delta for the third place uh, game. Then in the nightcap, Mountain City Christian Academy against West Valley for the boys' championship. Again, full gym. It was such a great environment. It's great to be around other people who love basketball, friends, family. I saw some old uh, players that I used to coach and saw and waved to some of their families, and it was just a great atmosphere. I loved it. Had a great time. And the game itself, Mountain City Christian Academy and West Valley played a great great game that first half was back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth I thought the biggest key for Mountain City going into the game against West Valley was if Mountain City could limit their turnovers because West Valley likes to get up and down the floor if you remember our talk our talk with coach from West Valley Colton his team is going to play great defense they're going to play tough defense and they're going to get out and run And if Mountain City could limit their turnovers, West Valley would have limited opportunities to run and have extra possessions. West Valley ended up winning the game. Again, I don't don't have a final score for this one for you, but it ended up being, I think it was a 15-point lead as well. West Valley's defense was just a little bit too much for Mountain City. Mountain City had a few unforced turnovers, which caused some easy baskets for West Valley. Uh, Some of them were unforced turnovers, which hurts. Unforced turnovers always hurt. But West Valley's defense caused some problems for them. I think it's going to be a great jumping off point for Mountain City moving forward as they move into other games because their conference, the Northern Lights Conference, is not going to be an easy conference for the boys. So I think it was a good experience for them moving forward. They're a young team. And West Valley is a little bit younger than it has been in the past. But you could tell those boys for West Valley had played together for a while. They knew the system really well. Mountain City, Brad's coaching them, Brad Lowers. And it's his first year with uh, these kids. So, again, there's going to be some bumps in the road. But I thought Mountain City showed really well. And I thought West Valley showed really, really well. Anybody that thought West Valley might not be as – Uh, good or as fun to watch as they were last year, I'm telling you, you're wrong. They are fun to watch. They are really impressive. So that is the quick wrap-up of the Mountain City Basketball Invitational here in Anchorage, as well as the Capital City Classic in Juneau. A quick instant reaction to catch you all up. Again, Please like and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Those are the three most popular platforms. We're on iHeartRadio. You can also visit alaskasportstalk.com, and they have links all over that webpage to all of the different podcasts, especially the Instant Reactions ones, 
right there on the homepage. You can also find us on Facebook, Alaska Sports Talk, as well as Instagram, at Alaska Sports Talk. Please check those out. Tell a friend. Download the show. We want to thank our sponsors, Roger Briley and Associates, Partouche Plumbing and Heating, Alaska Sausage, or Alaska Seafood and Sausage, the Bike Shop, and the Alaska Club. Without them, this would not be possible. So please visit them and tell them thank you from us. We love doing this. I, I'm just really thrilled to do these, even though it's late at night. And, you know, and, uh, you know how it goes, especially during the holiday season. You can get really tired with all the family things and all the different tournaments and all that kind of stuff. So it's a real honor to do this and bring this information to you. So please tell a friend, download the show. Our numbers are growing every year, or every year, excuse me, every week. And we just can't wait for the new year in 2024 and bringing hockey and skiing information and, of course, all the different things that will happen with March Madness Alaska for 2024. So, again, my name's Isaiah Vreeman. Thank you for listening. And we will have another podcast next week, the week of January 2nd, previewing some of the other tournaments that are happening as well as summaries of UAA and some other things that are going on. So, again, for Isaiah Vreeman, Keaton Homer, Brad Lowers, this is the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Instant reaction for Saturday, December 30th. Thank you and good night.